This podcast is a member of WGPRN, WildGamesProductions.com. Mr. Kringle is soon gonna jingle the bells that'll tingle all your troubles away. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag, cause Christmas is coming again. He's got a sleigh full, it's not gonna stay full. He's got stuff to drop at every stop of the way. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. Merry Christmas, Josh. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. No, Merry Christmas. I don't celebrate the holidays. I celebrate Christmas. Thank you. Well, hey, and New Year. Hey, who's that? Santa Claus? I hope not. I've been a very <laughs> bad boy this year. Anyway, Hive Mind is doing an update for everyone and wishing everyone a happy holiday and Merry Christmas and belated Thanksgiving. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna think oh, belated Thanksgiving. They're gonna think that there's actually some dude with a beard coming into the room. Well, as much as I love my pagan holiday, I love Christmas, and I love Santa Claus. And yes, I do believe, because I play role-playing games, so why wouldn't I believe in Santa Claus? In fact, Santa Claus may make a guest appearance in my Asurite campaign. A plus five bag of holding? If C.S. Lewis can do it in the Tales of Narnia... Yeah, but he didn't do it very well. No. But Santa Claus may make a guest appearance. But hey, at least C.S. Lewis ain't a hack. He is not. So anyway, looking at you, Terry Brooks. <laughs> looking at you, poor Terry Brooks. If he was following us, he'd just hate us. But um, he's invited to play the uh, Shannara. He can play. Some... Actually, I will say this: that if he ever wanted to come and play in our game, he would be invited. Oh, of course, we could always use um, someone to play John and what's the other guy's name? I can't remember. <laughs> Jeff and John. Jim and John or whatever. Those characters are cool because they're kind of like the, you know, the like the, the Terry uh, Brooks of our. They're kind of the anti-hero, you know, so. But anyway, we kind of want to give everyone an update. Uh, we haven't done or started WG4, and there's been a lot going on in everyone's lives and trying to get everyone uh, in sync to uh, start the project forward. We've been... Well, it's just the holidays are coming. We had, we had, we had to have a time off just to give everybody a little bit of a relax and decompression. And then after that... Halloween came by, and then we kind of started looking at it again. Okay, let's let's ramp up and, and play, and then Thanksgiving happened. Now we're a couple weeks after Thanksgiving, one, you know, Christmas right around the corner. I think we made a shot to do it a few times, but uh, Alexis had a project drop in her lap at work, correct? Yeah. So she's as a teacher assistant, and all of a sudden soon to find that she was a teacher Oh, she was promoted, so I mean, yeah. congratulations, Alexis, but at the same was, time, we pity you. Yeah, it was like all of a sudden, she had to get, you know, what people do over the summer, the protocol laid out for her teaching class, so. Um, but uh, then then Ken at work uh, had his grandmother die, and he was dealing, he's still kind of dealing with that. That happened during the show, yeah, but there was, a, there was that initial fallout, too. Yeah, and he had all sorts of problems with that, so he couldn't go, and then he was hooked up with tickets with the Giants. The Giants uh, playoffs, which they won this year. Well, yeah, so he that was, was involved big, in that. Yeah, because we he had he had said that when we first started getting to. to and then at our job, we had a merger, and um, 
then they brought his depot to our depot, the transport depot. It's a KI mess, and then they laid people off, and he's been fighting for his job, and so it's interrupted our Tuesdays, and so it's just been very chaotic for everyone. It's like every time we try to play, it's it just something ends up coming. something ends up coming. But again, so. it's the holiday season. Now we're in the holidays. Yeah, this is this has been a known time of absolute chaos. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's running around trying to get X, Y, and Z ducks in a row. Trying to get those last few gifts. Trying to make sure that uh, some children wake up with smiles on their faces. So, you know, you know. so it's it's all for a good cause, of course. You know, corporations want to make their money. As you uh, well know, Dan, with the merger going on. They just, yeah. just want to make well, their money. They don't really care. But that's... It, it, that's not what Christmas is about. It's not about no. the sad, uh, so we can always go gloom and doom. Well, we everybody loves Christmas. I mean, it's the time of, you know, putting up decorations and good food. You know, when I think of Christmas, I think of food. I think of the decorations and the fun of kids. You what know, is, and it's a fantasy imagination. What is your favorite Christmas food, Dan? Or I, I should say Christmas... Um, you know, I like making Christmas snack or something like that. I like nature. making traditional Christmas cookies. The snowball cookies, the mm-hmm. uh, the sugar cookies. We're supposed to do that this year. I'm hoping we're gonna have time to do it. We might actually end up doing it like right at Christmas. <laughs> so but I like the the aspect of of making Christmas cookies. And if I had more time I'd get into making Christmas candy. I think that's that's an integral part of Christmas. I mean people think of prime rib and turkey again. But for me, I mean, I I was raised with my mom in the kitchen baking pastries and doing cookies, and I kind of handed that tradition to my kids. So, what about you? Eggnog. It's not. You do. You a holiday drink... season without eggnog. I burn through eggnog like a crack addict burns through X drug. I drink that <laughs> shit, dude. I don't care what it. So, what I end up doing is I try and kind of cut it with a little bit of milk to make it last longer because I can drink straight milk too so it's all tastes good to me but eggnog I got eggnog, eggnog is good I mean I had a carton of eggnog it was gone within the day you saw it I think it was uh, was it Thanksgiving yeah Thanksgiving day I drank a carton of eggnog you know trying to save up for that Thanksgiving lunch or whatever burn right through that stuff man that's good stuff you know I really love eggnog but every time I drink it I feel like my joints are just going to explode and maybe that's because I'm older but you have to be careful amount of how should I say this fat and sugar intake. Like if you like at my age, when I if I eat too much salt, mm. I'll start to feel my fingers swell. I know I do have to be a little so, bit careful, make sure I keep those levels very, very oh high. Oh my gosh, I can't I love eggnog, but I have to be careful of my volume. You know. I like going you know, here in the Bay Area we have the Charles Dickens Christmas fair. Mm-hmm. Now this year we're not gonna go. But it's a lot like a Renaissance fair, but it's based in kind of medieval well, not medieval. Not uh, medieval, but Victorian. I mean, Charles, Victorian Dickens. England, yeah. And um, they do it up in San Francisco, and, it, and it's really fun. And um, we got kids uh, with the holiday cheer. Eating yeah, pomegranates. eating pomegranates. My kids are pomegranate <laughs> freaks. We're cutting out what oh, you won't man. hear are the little. Uh... It's like seeing large turkeys in a, in a tree. It's like, how did that thing get up there, you know? <laughs> My kids are freaks on pomegranates. It's nuts. Well, it's funny because we're going to cut out all these little uh, 
Daddy, I want some pomegranate. Daddy, I want pomegranate. So that's getting cut out, but just be sure that is happening. And by the way, this is fresh pomegranates. This isn't. Oh yeah. This isn't. Yeah. No, this isn't the. Uh, yeah. No, the kids separate it and they they love it. They all fight over it. But anyway, well, obviously, yes. We love pomegranate here, but um, no, I mean, going back to what I was saying, um, at the Charles Dickens Fair, they have a nice um, brandy eggnog, mm. and it's smooth. Like I mean, after you're done, there's two things that want you want to do. First of all, you feel dizzy. Second of all, you want some more. You want more, but you want to sleep. Like you're like it's nice. It's like silky and smooth, and you're looking for a bed. So, but no, it's the the Dickens Fair is neat because it's all traditional Christmas trees in there, and everyone dresses up in Dickens style or Sherlock Holmes style or Nemo or Fan of the Opera type of look. Mm-hmm. It's it's very fun. We usually go, but this year we're not going to make it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I would say for Christmas for me, I mean. When I think of Christmas, something, you know, food-related, it's definitely the cookies. You know, homemade cookies. I, if you go out and buy cookies, you're cheating. It's not <laughs> the same. No, no, you got to put in the work. you got to get the blender out. Oreos are still good. Yeah, but that's for regular year. Christmas cookie is about pulling out the blender, rolling out the dough, everyone putting flour on their hands and cutting out the cookies and, and watching them bake. I mean, I mean, that's... That's the essence of Christmas in, in food here is is getting your hands dirty and smelling that that fresh baked smell in the house. Mm-hmm. And then seeing the Christmas lights on and hearing the Christmas music. Um, Christmas that's all music part of, nonstop since like after Halloween. What's dude, up with we, that? Dude, we, we are Christmas freaks around here. We I started. want to pose a question to the <laughs> listeners of Hive Mind. You're, you're giggling, but I want this. I want some feedback. Dan, what? Real brief. I won't. I don't want to get into an argument. We kind of. We kind of already hashed this out. But I want to hear what the listeners have to say. Dan, when is the proper time to start Christmas music, in your opinion? If I tell you, you're not going to agree. Oh, of course not. I'll state your opinion. I'll state my opinion. I'll tell I the start, listeners why you're wrong, and then they I can start my in. assortment pre-Halloween. I start it. Mm-hmm. So before even Halloween, I'm already listening to Christmas music and getting stuff sorted out. So. Okay, my personal. <laughs> not not until Black Friday. Black right. Friday, I you know, I I'll, I'll concede the point. It is a nice touch when you're kind of you know prepping Thanksgiving. You got a little bit of Thanksgiving going or uh, Christmas going on. I'll concede that point. Not my forte. I think Christmas uh, gets a little overblown, a little overplayed on the radio. I mean, you gotta remember, I come from the background where once it's Christmas music playing, my family, my mother in particular, very 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 stingy when it comes to the uh, Christmas music. It doesn't start until Black Friday, but damn it, that's all you're listening to until like January 7th or something. That, that's it. As, as long as it'll play on the radio, that's all you are listening to. But not, so, but not until Black Friday. And I, and I kind of agree. I don't listen to Christmas music prominently. Um, yeah, but when did we put up the Christmas tree? Do you remember? The Halloween decorations were coming down. The Christmas tree was yeah, going up. Yeah, it was up. pretty much that because you were whipping out Thanksgiving <laughs> stuff at the same time. Yeah, because like, we do. Josh, a, I just don't have time. I don't have time. Let's go in. Just doing everything's up. So I want to ask the Hive Mind listeners: When you guys hear this, weigh in, shoot us an email. All the information is right up on the blog. Leave a comment on this post. When is the proper time to listen to Christmas music? But see, there's to start listening but, to Christmas but music. But I'm not one right. of those freaks who go down and stand in line at Target my Thanksgiving day. I mean, that ruins your Thanksgiving. Mm. I used to be a, th- a Black Friday shopper back in the day when it was cool. You go 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You get a couple cool deals. But now the stores run these deals weeks before Black Friday. And yeah. they run the same deal after. So why waste your Thanksgiving? I think it's just a cultural thing. 
I th- no, I think the sheeple, the, uh, the mouth, the mouth breather, mouth breathers, and the bottom feeders, and the sheeple feel special. They all got it, but it's belated, and they're late to the party. And now they all go in there and say, "I'm going to get a deal." When the deal's been going on for weeks, the same deal. I mean, we went to the Gap two weeks before Black Friday. It was fifty percent on everything in the store, plus any twenty percent you got in the mail. We walked out of there with Gap clothes for seventy percent off. Yeah, that's, that's we got. We pretty much flushed out the kids for Christmas on clothes two weeks before Black Friday. Yeah. So I, you know, the insanity of going down to Target to stand in line. I, I don't get that. In fact, it was funny. We that went. Sounds to, fun to me. I, I was I was thinking of going to do that. Well, right we after went. The show. Watch this. We went Friday night. Right after Thanksgiving. Right. Nobody was in Target. Nobody. They're all at Walmart? No. No. They're either in they're either in jail or they're at home. <laughs> eating their Thanksgiving dinner they missed. Even in jail they're eating Thanksgiving. But <laughs> you know, look, I drove by on the freeway. I was driving down looking at Walmart packed to the brim. It was like a beached whale. You can't help but laugh because how pathetic it is. But at the same time, there's no way you're moving that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just until the door, you know, it's just, I don't get it. Walmart is still open at 6 o'clock at night. So why are there so many people there Thanksgiving Day? I don't get it. You know what I think it is? It's these guys who run Walmart. They go, hey, you know what? We're going to see the, we're going to see the zombie heads run and kill themselves. So when they get in the store, we're going to say, you know, we've blue, got, blue no, no. Light special aisle five. No, no. Blue light special no, no, no. aisle 55. Yeah, they do that, but they go. Right now, for a limited time, and they only have like five TVs put out, this flat screen TV is $50, regularly $400, but they only put five or ten out. And they know like a hundred people are going to go over and kill each other, and sure, they do it, and they all take bets on them. And then the zombie heads go and fucking salviate and go over there and kill each other for that. Hey, Frank. Who do you think's going to win? But I can already see it. Um, okay, look, I right. do have to, we're going to watch Spartacus after this. For, for Christmas. For yeah. Christmas, yeah, because Black Friday. And what season are you on? The first season. No, it's actually the first season, but I'm it's not even technically sure. the second It's the season. second season with What's-His-Face before he it's got... It's the first season with the first guy, and then they did the got pre-show. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then, but anyway, we're almost done, that, and then you're going to move on to the next one, which is great. But anyway, okay, so now we got that out of the way. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, um, it, it that's a tough, very, very tough question for me to answer because there are certain songs I like when certain people sing them but that very same song sung by anybody else I just met um well I'm a big fan of Bing Crosby's Bing uh, Cosby White, White Chris uh, White Christmas Harry Como incredible uh, Andy Williams Mannheim Steamroller mm-hmm. you know Nat King Cole Oh yeah, no. I mean, I mean like, everyone you, will you say. Can go down the list. I'm yeah, and everyone says. Specific. Well, everyone says "White Christmas" by Bing Cosby, and I'm there. I'm with him. But actually, mm-hmm. okay, I think mine evolved. This year is the same as last year for me. It's uh, it's K Star, mm-hmm. the man with the bag. And if you haven't heard that song, it's awesome. Hopefully, uh, we'll put that on one of the bumpers here. I love that song. Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. Oh, no. Cut my wrist. I hate that one. I actually enjoy that one because the oh, same thing. My brutal. dad would always it's say the brutal. same thing. We, we get to the that Christmas CD that you put in every year. You're like, oh, man, skip this. It's song. not that bad. It's, it's just like, played. What's wrong? I like this song. It's like, it's the stupid ladies in the back going, woo, <laughs> You know. But, it uh, is a good Christmas song, but I, I like not it. my. Fa- it's not my favorite. What's your favorite, though? Come on, you can't tell me Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra, one of your favorites. Well, here's the thing. Is He's done some I love, great ones. Like, I love all of them. I love them dearly. 
But the thing is, what Nat King Cole will sing, and then Louis Armstrong will sing the same song. Yeah, but what are you into right songs? now? Like, like I well, mean, K Star is not the the best one out there, but no. I'm into her. Yeah, no, so no, um, K Star, man with the bag for this year. What what's yours this year? Hmm, I, that's just too hard to answer. It's just, just one, one you're into now. Well, like, it, when has it, comes be, it has to be White Christmas by Bing Cosby. There it goes. Then that's yeah, it. You know. Then this year, Louis Armstrong it. was just on a little while ago. He was singing. Um, it wasn't White Christmas. He was singing something. I just he's always great. Louis Armstrong's oh, yeah. voice. I mean, if I could sing like anybody, it'd be Robert Plant. Mm-hmm. Did, That's true, actually. Did, did, Every young man did, between did, sixteen and twenty-six all dream that they want did, to be Robert Plant. Didn't see that one coming, huh? Bait and no. switch. You're like, oh man, no. yeah. I would. Every like young man like your Plant. age all think they're going to be. You know, Robert has Plant. Led Zeppelin? I'm looking that up. No, they have not. Led Zeppelin needs to do some Christmas. Oh, They've never done. Just Christmas. a quick side note. I know this will be distracting. Over in the UK, they have a current campaign to make "Number of the Beast" the number one single for Christmas. That's funny. So they're calling in the radios, requesting it, like, I gotta play Number of the Beast. And another flip flip side, Paul Diano is doing a tribute for the new, um, he's, he's doing Running uh, running Free for the new Maiden tribute album that's coming out here. Soon. Oh, that'll so be So pick that up for Christmas for your Maiden fans. There's a new Maiden tribute album. Well, there's some new... He's gonna do the Iron Maiden, and he's doing Running they're Free. They're releasing all and the Maidens on, on vinyl. Did you know that? They've been doing that, yeah. They're, they're, now that's what now they're doing. Now it's all done. And then Dream Theater's got a new collection for their last tour. Mm-hmm. And then Rush put out a new collection. Well, it's actually old, but updated with a new disc. There's a lot of little music tidbits for people out there that like uh, various uh, artists of the uh, rock and uh, industry. You know who came by that I wish I would have saw was Neil Diamond. And he's done some great Christmas stuff. Actually, he's on right now behind Steve Vai. Well, Steve Vai says that Christmas is absolutely amazing. He loves Christmas. And... You know, his two albums that he put together with various uh, guitar artists, I recommend anybody because people wouldn't imagine it, but they get some of the most incredible, you know, hard-hitting guitar players make some of the most intimate Christmas music I've ever heard. Like Alex Lifeson from Rush does Little Drummer Boy. Yeah. It is amazing. I'm, I'm not into that, but... The you know what I'm saying, but, though. Yeah, but Steve Vai... Just with that super unique sound of his. Oh, yeah. I highly recommend those two albums, by the way, for anybody out there. Even if you're not into uh, oh yeah guitar players like that, those albums are really well done. But, you know, Christmas music is uh, a cultural thing because when you leave certain countries like England or America, it's not the same. Like my wife's from Peru, for example, and they celebrate Christmas, but it's it's different down there. They, they hold hardly none of the songs and the music and the cultural... Uh, uh, mores that we have here in America. So Christmas is really different down there. Yeah, very much. Plus it goes into summer down there. Well, we're going into winter. That's, so That's something I was thinking about. The other, I would never be able to... I would never be able to do that. No. So it's interesting how Christmas translates differently in other cultures and other places. But, um, but anyway, I love Christmas in America. I love our culture on Christmas. I wish people would sometimes... You know, be careful about the volume of intensity they put on materialism. Although that's fun. Everybody loves to get a gift. But, you know, I think the volume of intensity on it, we need to, all of us need to cool it and then kind of remember the purpose of Christmas is to share time with family. It's about food. It's about giving. It's about sharing. It's about maybe showing up somewhere and helping somewhere you weren't expecting to do. It's about, you know, the the element of Christmas spirit because St. Nicholas kind of, the umbrella of this is that we're all supposed to take on that form of Santa Claus. 
and yeah. and, and and do something unexpected, but for for the good of man, not not something selfish per se. Right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um. I mean, think about your Christmases, Josh. One of the first things you come across, you're going to think about, is sitting around having fun with your family. You know, doing oh, a game, of course, hearing, yeah. smelling the smells of food, mm-hmm. hearing the music. Um, oh yeah, I can. Uh, we'd all argue about what Christmas songs were going to go on the Christmas disc, and we'd never actually make the Christmas disc, and we listen to the same Christmas mix that we've been listening to for years and years and years. The Christmas cookies, as you mentioned, Mom would always make them. Yeah. You know, I remember that. The eggnog, we'd all, are, you know, six kids in the house, eggnog. You saw how quickly I drink it. Yeah. Now imagine six of me doing that. Like no one gets eggnog. No, no one. Gets no eggnog. one gets eggnog. So you know, it's just that I, those are very, very fond memories. You know, I don't remember what I got every Christmas. You're hundred percent right. I will never remember what I got each Christmas X, Y, and Z. I remember specific Christmases with specific gifts. I remember one time I had a friend over. Um, he spent spent the night uh, for New Year's, and it was almost like a Christmas type deal because it was so close or whatever, right? And so basically, he just you know we spent all our time playing with our Christmas toys. And, you know, that's one Christmas I'll always remember. Besides, you know, the fact that we were playing video games, I don't remember what we got. Not at all. But, but it's uh, the memories of your family. But the mem- Yeah, the memories of f- friends and family. That's what, you know, that's what you remember. Um, I would love to hear... He, he's long past now. Um, I would actually love to hear some Christmas music by Lou Reed, to be honest with you. And you kind of cringe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I, I like Lou Reed. <sighs> I like Lou Reed. I like when Metallica does Lou Reed because it makes them sound better. I know that's sacrilegious for a lot of people, and you're giving me the look. Like I'm like, well, how dare you say that? But well, too bad. I, I, the uninitiated. I'm not a uninitiated. Yeah, well, I've been initiated, and I, I didn't like the taste. He's not bad. I'm not in the course. Lou he's done. Reed is David Lynch of music. He is. No, you're right. And he, the blue, blue, and I don't the like velvet, David Lynch. What was it? The uh, velvet, velvet underground. underground. I mean, okay, they were, you know, they did some. But I you would know. love to hear some depressing Christmas music from Lou Reed. The thing that's funny about the guy, he doesn't look like he's depressed, though. I mean, it's strange. I mean, the guy's a strange bird. But like I said, you put Metallica on Lou Reed music, it sounds so much better. I mean, it's like, you know, adding the brandy to eggnog, you know. All of a sudden, the eggnog tastes like, wow, you know, not just eggnog, but something a little <laughs> more. But, okay, so we talked about music. What is the most expected, exciting uh, gift that for this Christmas that you maybe bought yourself already or something you thought that's come out that you're really excited about? Um, so I'm going back home, back east to see my family. Christmas Eve, right? Yeah, Christmas Eve. Because you're out here in the Bay Area and they live in Atlanta. Exactly, yeah. Um, and that's exciting unto itself. Well, yes. And, and the thing is, you know, flying, especially during the holidays, is expensive. So it's, I guess if... I don't want it to be a cop-out answer because I actually mean this. But, I mean, that's really my Christmas present that I'm excited for, seeing my family. You know well, that would be understandable. But besides that, if there's a gift right now that's being released, let's say a release. Oh, like a physical thing? A physical. Like I pick a physical thing. It's a physical gift. Out. Although that, I mean, I understand that. But um, it's going to be released or it's coming out or... Yeah, um, I'm trying to think here. Well, while you're thinking, mine is, of course, Games Uh-oh. Workshop <laughs> um, released Death Storm. You Limited want, edition box set. You want Santa Claus to bring it to you? Because I didn't. You I do not no, want no. to pay the five thousand dollars. No, it's it. actually that's the deal. It's one hundred and twenty-five dollars, and you get like two hundred dollars worth of miniatures, and not just any miniatures. You get bugs. You get space bugs with a new Prime Lord in there, and you get Blood Angels, 
and they give you good stuff. They give you a dreadnought. They give you, they give you terminators. They give you a unique character, and then the the bugs get a unique character, and you get a card effects. Man, I'm really stoked about. It. I'm sad. I'm so stoked yeah, about it. I can it. tell. I can I'm tell. getting two of them. So, and it's funny because I'm not playing either army, but my my daughter's playing bugs, and she well, told she's me. Going to. Well, she's been working on them slowly, but uh, she's been telling me she wants to play Space Marines, and so I like Blood Angels, and I had no reason to collect them because I'm doing so many Space Marine armies. I'm doing Black Templars. No, I'm doing track yeah, I'm doing Imperial Fists. I'm building these literally, and I'm doing an entire Chaos Army amalgamated with 30k and 40k. I got Space Marines coming out of my, and hmm, it's giving me an excuse to buy Blood Angels stuff now for my daughter. So. I think excuse to buy for yourself and, and, you and my gift which I can't buy until after the holidays because I'm buying this stuff yeah is uh, they released Conrad Kurz for the 40k it's That's actually 30k Horus Heresy yeah. Primark and I've always loved Night Lords oh my gosh that miniature is incredible and I just gonna have him just to paint him just to display him he's just incredible villain incredible bad guy if you read some of the books that's based on Conrad Kurz and the Night Lords Incredible material. He's he's a pretty big BA in the uh, in the forty. Well, he's a despot. He out of all the evil, all the other ones rationalize their despotism. He just says, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm completely." Yeah, I'm who I am. I, I'm void and vacant, and I I enjoy my void and vacancy. He's kind of like the Captain Harlock of. Um... But he's like Captain Harlock with not a good heart. Yeah. <laughs> He's evil. He's evil heart. He's truly evil. I mean, he's truly the Night Lord. Well, that's what of darkness. makes him enjoyable. And so, uh, I mean, despotism at its at its honesty, you know. But those are some of the gifts on my level. But you know, this year the kids, we got three girls. You they're into yeah. We went to Disneyland, but they're into you know the ponies, the rainbow ponies, and um, My Little Ponies. Yeah. You know, my middle daughter likes Skylanders. You know that, and then my other daughter's getting a couple of toys. Uh Related to, she's still a nine years old black belt, and she still wants toys. So, what do you, you know, go figure? You should, I mean, keep 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 the childhood while you can, I guess. So, one thing I want. Yeah, what is what is that? Now you've picked up a few things recently for yourself. I know, you know, there were some yeah, anime I, books hanging around. Yeah, I picked up a couple of magazines here. Did you buy some clothes for yourself too? No, I probably should do that honestly. Maybe before your mom sees you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually okay. Side note: This might get cut from the episode. I was contemplating the other day. I was think I was sitting around, just like browsing email or whatever. And I was sitting in my underwear, just thinking, you know, I might join a nudist colony for like two or three months just to see what it's like. They're and all said, fat people, and you'll come right back. I might. No, well, not for not for the sake of seeing another person naked. But I was like, you know what? I might just be comfortable not wearing clothes. No, you clothes won't. are expensive. Because they're either going to be wretchedly old or they're going to be obscenely obese. As long as they don't have a rash and try and hug me. That's the problem. Fine. They have rashes where they shouldn't have and you shouldn't be seeing that. That's yeah. a violation. Well, that's not what I want for Christmas. And they so. come up and say, hi, Josh. And then you're like, you know what? I'm leaving. Fuck this shit. <laughs> um, let's see. What do I want for Christmas? Yeah, so anyway, I picked up a couple a couple magazines here. They have a local... I found a local um, Japanese market... And they're selling these phone book sized anthologies for like three bucks. Oh wow, that's a good price. Well, in Japan it's all disposable. The flip side is you buy a DVD in Japan is like seventy bucks. Yeah. That Spartacus stuff you have, that's like a couple hundred dollars. Wow. It's that's just crazy. The media is very different. Yeah. And so for you know, paper 
I can get it for, you know, I can get something ridiculous for 10 bucks that would cost 30 over here. Now, granted, it's in Japanese, so I actually have yeah. to, I got it to try and brush up on my, my reading because I don't have any material to, to work on with that. But, um, let's see here. What do I want for Christmas? I'm trying to think what would be. Um. Oh, I got it. Coming out really soon. Two video games. Okay. <clears throat> They're not actually out yet, and they probably won't be out in time for Christmas because it's just going to be a couple weeks around the corner here. But assuming that I can kind of postmodern or, or pre-order video games, The Witcher Three. I'm a big fan of the Witcher series. In fact, the shoddy cast that just that's been doing the Fallout lore and the which uh, is really Elder great, lore, which is really started great. the Witcher lore. Really, I want to see that. I, I would definitely recommend because I played the Witcher games. I have almost all the Witcher books. I'm missing only like one of them. I recommend it to anybody who likes fantasy, dark fantasy, high fantasy. You name it. You like that Moorcock stuff. You like that Tolkien stuff. It, if you like the stuff from the hack Terry Brooks, go ahead and pick up those books because they're really, really good. The translator from Polish translation is very good. You don't, you, you wouldn't know if I didn't tell you. Um, Witcher Three looks beautiful. My PC will never be able to run it. Half the PCs still can't run Witcher Two. The graphics are just that good, and that wow. came out years ago. Um, that would be one, and the other one would be Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain, another game series I've been playing since the very beginning. I played Metal Gear Solid when it was um, a demo on the original PlayStation when mm. I was a kid. I didn't even know what the game was. Yeah. Um, I've been playing it as I've been going through, and this game, whew, it's intense. They really discuss what it is to go to war and what the psychological effect it has on people. Um, so what you're telling me is you need to buy a new Xbox with a TV, a flat screen TV for your room, so you can play these games. What I... I don't think that'd be enough because like a new system like dude like half these games so the thing is like The Witcher you gotta play on the PC so you can mod the crap out of it yeah you know what I'm saying and well, it's, what I need game is I'm one solid super computer of magicness so I can just pop in any CD and play it <laughs> the one game I I'm waiting, game for. waiting for I know and it's know not gonna come up for. what what game is it Monopoly yeah <laughs> Monopoly 4 in Boston right yeah in Boston yeah Fallout 4 and they're taking their sweet ass time Stop. Simone! Unbelievable! She's sucking on them pomegranates. Simone, hand me the thing over there, please. If your sister is asking for cold water, what do you do? No, the paper towel. I mean, the towel. Ignore it, Dad. <coughs> Gosh, Simone! Really? No, Fallout 4, and they're supposed to announce it sometime this year, actually. 2015. Yeah, for a 16, 2015. For a 16 release. That sounds about right. And uh, I will tell you that my entire life, for about two weeks, will I'll shut down. Just two weeks? Uh, maybe more, but we at, will, at some point you'll it'll realize be a, I don't have money. No, I have to get back will to be, work. Yeah, it'll be a sabbatical I'm injury. I'm getting shirts for the entire family. We're gonna hang up decorations. The, the, the house will turn into a vault. Yep. I will it'll have smell a, like a vault. Yeah, <laughs> we will have like a new laptop playing machine. I might actually get two, so my daughter can play too. And we are going to do Fallout 4 Epic. Um, there was one more game I just remembered. It's coming out in 2015, nowhere near Christmas, but I'm excited for This is a video game series, uh, Persona. And it's kind of like a simulation slash RPG game. It's always been really, really good. I've played almost all of them with the exception of like 1 and 2 because that came out only in Japan. They got them translated here, but you have to play them on emulators. But I played... 
3 and 4, Persona 5 is coming out and I'm excited. So I got Metal Gear 5, Persona 5, and Witcher 3. That's what I'm really looking forward You're to. You're going to buy them, you can't play them. <laughs> you know what? Hey, but you're like me with 40K. I have $10,000 worth of 40K well, here, stuff, no, you know and I don't have happen. enough things built in any one So you know what's going to happen is, when all these games finally come out, and the PS4 kind of starts to drop in, in price... It already is. It had a Costco. Well, of course. No, but I'm saying when... Because it, it'll just keep going down. Well, yeah, and next year... more and more people buy... It'll, yeah. You know, next year it'll go down. To, by the time 2016 rolls around, early 2016... It'll be two ninety nine. It'll be... Yeah, exactly. And I'll buy all three games, and I'll buy the, the uh, PS4, and you'll think I moved out. Yeah, that'll be Josh it. Is that'll be it. <laughs> where, where is Josh? Yeah, won't see me. Wow. Work won't see me. It's like, hey, yeah, you, I'll get a call from my Hispanic boss. Hey, you used up all of your vacation time. <laughs> it's like vacation. That boss just won't. Oh, that's not good enough. I'm gonna go see the doctor and get uh, injury leave. My thumbs hurt, doc. Yeah, give me something for the pain. Yeah, let me sit at home for another six weeks. <laughs> Only six weeks. Yeah, but between that and then Fallout, I don't know. I just my life's coming to a halt. Well, I would definitely say the holidays do, for me, um, and I haven't done it as much lately, but I need to do more. When I was single, I used to play a lot of games, 40K, yeah. board games, we and played, we're starting to do that. Yeah, we, we played, played Relic this year yeah, for exactly. Thanksgiving. We had a blast. We had a kick in the pants on that. Relic is a great game. It's basically Talisman with the 40K universe. Really mm -hmm. good board game. Fantasy Flight does. Basically, I haven't touched a Fantasy Flight game that wasn't good, so I think all the people out there know that. Um, but gaming is a big part of the holidays, in my opinion. Computer games. Uh, yeah, it's it's all about having fun with the family. Yeah, that's what we do as gamers. That's right. So, so um, with all that said, um, we we're kind of really kind of on an extended hiatus with our campaign. It's just the holidays are gonna. So we're looking at you coming back, and then we're really gonna make an effort to, yeah. to get together. It's ready. It's prepped. We just um, gotta make it. Just gotta make it happen. We're kind of uh, excited about what's coming. Um, maybe just a couple of words on on the campaign to come. Um, what, what what do you think? Uh, just really quick, your perspective about what is coming. The, the the three modules really that's coming. You know, we have WG four, which is where we're heading down, and we're going to go into that. And I then S four. And then, of course, we turn it to more. So, hours. people who have been with us from the beginning, I think they're going to see a lot of growth in Desna. Okay. I think what's happening is because we're going to return to her. Yeah, in this, this, next this module's coming back to the original group. Okay. I don't know if this will get added out. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, just be, you know, between you and me, I would really like to see Alexis and Ken. Okay. I played all three of these original characters. All the surviving characters were my characters from S1. Technically, John was in control of Alminius, but I roleplayed him, so I feel like, sure. in a way, he's my character, right? He is yours character. Um, but now you're giving him up again. Well, yeah, and, I, and that's fine. I would really like to see Alexis grab Lycania, Lycania Nicolaides, can't forget that last name, yeah. right? And, and really make her her own. Really propel her in a direction that I don't foresee. I really like that. I would really like to see Alminius take off with under Ken's, you know, guidance and, and his control. Because um, I'm trying to do the same for Desna. You mentioned, um, slight spoilers, I suppose. Hey, think about writing up a little uh, vignette about the, ta the, the, the um, journey to Candlekeep. Yeah. I started doing that. 
And then as it hit me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the character in this direction. I think she's feeling this. This is how I would feel. And I'm trying to, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel, but I just want people to kind of start latching on because Desna was difficult for me to roleplay. We've mentioned this before. I foresee in these next coming modules a lot of character growth. A lot of character growth. Well, Especially with these first original three characters, and then um, with some other characters who I won't mention because that would be spoilers. One of the things I think people forget is that they play an 18th level character or a 15th level or, or a 12th level character, and they say, I, I have a fighter, he's got X items, he's got X power, X, and there's no emotional attachment. And one of the things that we're talking about here in this campaign is the pain associated with their power that the price that it's cost them there's sadness associated with the greatness of each of these characters well everyone just assumes you know that they they, they sat in the gym and worked out to That's get to right. that level which is not it's not the case it's so there's i think for me i think for me what's coming which is going to be exciting to tell with wg4 and s4 because they're they're conjunction modules and i'm going to tell the story in conjunction is that you're going to see desna sophia as the hero of the entire campaign, really truly come into her own and really be that Gandalf type character by the end of S4. And where she is now and where she will be at the end of S4 before the return to Mahors will be incredible awe, but a lot of sadness. Because to have a story where you latch onto characters and feel their pain and you're with them, the bad guys have got to win. At least something, right? They have to win. And when they win, there's a price attached to that in the plot. And I think for the next two adventures, that price is going to be paid. So oh, when we when we yeah. finish S4, I think when we see Sophia Desna, we're going to see her sit upon her throne in a certain... When I say that, I mean it metaphorically here. Yep. Uh, she's going to sit in a, in a place of... Of greatness, but then also the cost of it is going to be painful. And, you know, we're just excited for the people that have been following us to follow this journey now with these characters in the next year. You know, I would really like to see by next um, summer that we get these two adventures done and then we start making the preparation for Return to Mahors because, in my opinion, I've seen a lot of, you know, DD supplements, but Return to Mahors is one of the grand. And it needs to have, to tell the story properly, we need to have heroes that everyone's familiar with and have paid the price. So when they go on that adventure, it really has the there's meaning. There's a stake Yeah, to it. there's a stake and there's a meaning. And so I think as we uh, build this campaign in this coming year, and like I said, I think people have been waiting and are appreciative of that. But, you know, for a great project, do you just want something thrown together or do we want to make something for the ages well you know at the end of this these heroes you know Desna in particular is going to be a magi of the realm well I'm definitely I know for so. my realm and you talked about it for years too all the fallout after Return to Mahors whatever the fallout is we're going to have heroes and villains that are going to be new legends in my campaign and you right. said you're going to incorporate them in your game so yeah it's just going to really dramatically change the uh the the format of my campaign the forgotten realms and you've toyed with and i've toyed with too maybe it's time to jump into fifth edition if it's that good yeah and then take this as the turning point from first second edition into well, fifth edition not to say i would never 
I would never stop. I would. I'm still going to play my edition. Right. Because but I may yeah. try the new edition. I'm hearing nothing but good things. Well, but. even your friend Jim is uh, jumping into that. So, well, the bottom line is, is that you know, Hasbro's not going to stop making editions. Let's be honest. And my question is, do I really want to jump in and buy another set of books? We've talked about this. But no, we don't want to. But we want to play a game. But what I'm willing to do is maybe buy the first three books and play with you as you take the story that I've created and we'll continue with fifth edition. I will probably never leave my first, second edition and continue on. But no matter what, Forgotten Realms is going to change for both of us after this campaign. And that's what we're creating. And I hope the listeners out there are taking the, the material and they're enjoying it, but then also taking tools from it and then enhancing in their games with it. Yeah. I think that was kind of the side goal of doing this whole project. because We're not making money on this. And it's costing both of us time and effort to do the podcast. We enjoy it. But in reality, we have a passion for the hobby. And yeah. so we want to see the change out there and help people see role-playing how we see it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's right, Josh? Yeah, I mean, just to, to touch on the idea of making money, we're, we're in the red. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know what money... If there's any money, somebody's somebody's not making it. So um, I'm just glad people are enjoying it. I am too. I can see... We have a core people that do. Yeah, I can see people enjoying it. I want to thank them for sticking with us and, you know, making this experience all that more special. It's nice when we get a single comment or a a nice, you know, praise and people sharing it and this other thing. It feels really good because we're doing it just to have fun and to see that other people are having fun with us. That's what it's about. Period. I mean, that's what we kind of want to do, have a little bit of holiday episode. Um... I do want to. I, I want to prep you for this so you have some time to think of it while I'm talking about it. I want to ask people to do one special thing for the holidays. So go ahead and start thinking about that. If there's anything you want to mention too, um, I had a slight experience where I, I noticed um, I have to go into the city every once in a while. Just I, I go to an anime club. I when you say the city, you here you mean downtown Santa, Santa. Yeah. yeah, downtown Santa. Because usually here in the Bay Area, if you say that, people oh, think people you're think going Frisco. Yeah, yeah, you're going to the city means you're going to San Francisco. No, I have to go. I have to go into downtown uh, San Ho every once in a while for my anime club. It's at the campus, right? So sometimes with the anime club, we don't get out until late. You know, it's already dark or whatever. I'm rushing home so I can get to bed and go to work the next day or whatever. Um, I noticed something. There are actually a lot of lot of homeless people. There's a lot now. A lot a more. Lot. And we can go into great detail as to why. I don't really want to. I guess what I want to do is um, it struck me for a moment, and I remembered it while we were talking, I, and I wanted to bring it up. I'm not trying to say, let's go out and find all the homeless people. I just want somebody to think of somebody else who may not be having a Christmas this year. And I want them to reach out and at least try and do something a tiny bit special because like you said in the beginning we're trying to the whole idea of gift giving is trying to kind of personify you know St. Nicholas and we, we try to do that as a family I don't really advertise what we do but I usually call the bishop of yeah. our church and we try to find someone we get a couple gifts for that family and we don't we don't tell them it was us and you know I don't want to advertise what we do and it's not like oh look how great we are we're not the it's idea not, is, the, is that, yeah. yeah, I agree with you, Josh. If you guys out there, whatever religion or whatever background you have, it doesn't matter. Look, you know, take some time out and, not, you know, maybe say I'll give up a couple boxes of miniatures and drop 50 bucks for, you know, a family and maybe a kid doesn't have 
Christmas, buy them a Lego set. Just, and you know something? Yeah. It's if everyone did one gift for a family that didn't, you knew maybe in your church group or in your gaming group that doesn't have the money and they didn't expect it. That's what Christmas is about. Exactly. So I mean, I kind of want to challenge people. I think we want, we both feel the same. We want to challenge people to definitely to reach definitely. out. You know, really try and feel that holiday spirit. It's not about being Christian. It's not about being Muslim or Catholic or whatever you want to call it. It's just this is Christmas. That's okay? right. I understand it's a Christian holiday or a pagan holiday, wherever. But that's not. It doesn't matter what denomination. To me, the spirit yeah. of the holiday is something pure. And if people were just to kind of you know, hey, I want to kind of help out a little bit. I think that would be a really great thing. I want to challenge people to do that. I know? agree. I think that that's a great um, kind of like our little closing here for the Christmas holidays. Spread some of the cheer. Exactly. You know, you know, have a glass of eggnog and <laughs> do something that St. Nicholas would do. Exactly. I, amen, brother. Amen. So with some final thoughts from Hivemind, any? <laughs> Um, warp, warp drive is functioning normally, Captain. As my first officer, Mia, would tell me. Yeah. But that's, um, that's code for every time we get interrupted. It's just the warp drive is functioning normally, Captain. So if you keep hearing that and there's like no interruption, now <laughs> and you yes, know we're why. big Star Trek fans here and Star Wars fans. Oh, sci fi fans in general, I guess. Yeah. But, but um, closing notes, Dan. Yeah. Hive, Hive Mind would like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. A, ha- a very happy Christmas to all of you. Especially our soldiers overseas defending us, the uh, law enforcement for protecting us, St. Nicholas for giving us gifts, family and friends for staying close. And actually having a country still that has a constitution, let us be thankful for our freedoms and let us not forget to hold on to them and let no one take them from us. Again, amen, man. Amen. I think I hear uh, the bells. Yep, I think Santa's coming in. <laughs> Hive Mind's got to go catch him in the ship. Merry Christmas, all. Merry Christmas. Yeah.